Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly, and this is Shauna Danberg, and this is our very first episode of Don't Mess With Our Kids. This is hosted by Her Voice Movement, and we're so happy you're here today. We're going to have an incredible discussion, but first, this is something I want to point out, is that there are women all over America and even the world, both young and old, and mama bears that are saying enough is enough. The attack on our children has gone too far. So this grassroots movement, Don't Mess With Our Kids, has erupted yeah. in the United States. It's here, Shauna. It's so exciting. No. We're going to talk about that today, and you can be a part of it. It's very simple to do so. We want you to share this podcast. We want you to subscribe to this channel right away so you can get notifications of our episodes. We're going to have incredible people on this podcast, so many people that are going to bring wisdom to the table, experience, and it's going to help us all do the one thing that we're after, which is the mission to turn America back to God. You know, Ronald Reagan said, if we ever cease to forget that this is a nation under God, one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. Wow. So we really truly know in this time, as America is in this very vulnerable place, mm -hmm. that we need to see America turned back to God, the hearts of people turned to God so that we can live under this incredible blessing that God has for this nation. So there are a couple of things I want to share before we get in our conversation. Okay. First and foremost is this, we are calling a million women and their families yes. to pray, to fast with us and to stand together in Washington, DC. Now we don't have the date exactly right now. We will know it very, very soon. And you will be the first to know. We will begin to share this on the broadcast. But we will be standing together, hopefully, in 2024, mm -hmm. and we are going to pray. We're going to take communion. We're going to have reformation strategies yes. to see this nation changed. We want to see change, and that's why we're here. We don't want to see the family deconstructed. We don't want to see the attack go any further, and we need to reverse this thing. And we believe that the, the body of Christ, the believers, are the ones who's God's calling on right. the scene. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is, we also want you to put this date on your calendar. This is super important. April 13th, 2024, we're asking every single person under the sound of our voices to stand with their families at their state capitol. In fact, we have some nations that are going to be standing at yeah. their U.S. embassy Yes. on this day, standing with America. Mm -hmm. And so this is a very divine appointment. We're telling people there's nobody getting married this day. There's no family reunions this day. Yes. Shut down the business. Shut everything down. Bring your family to your state capital. Do what it takes. Gather the people in your churches. Gather the people in your businesses and stand on that day. I think that we've actually uh, underestimated, Shauna, the power of standing. Yeah. I agree. And certainly sometimes people don't know the power of prayer and right. fasting. So right. this whole podcast, as we start unfolding this introduction today, this whole podcast is about gathering an army of people, or not to be an audience, but to gather an army of people and to begin praying. If they're not praying already, we're going right. to start. Maybe people have never fasted before. Yeah. I like food like everybody else. I don't like fasting, but I love what it does in the spirit. Results. It cuts through Amen. the evil. It really does in the atmosphere. And then the third thing is that we're going to stand in the public square and we're going to stand for the yeah. truth in love. And so that's really what this whole podcast is about. Every single episode will be about how we can turn America back to God together. Yeah. So I'm super pumped about it. This is our first episode. I'm so excited to be able to be doing this with you. 
going to be so, so much you. fun. I was thinking, Jenny, about how, you know, our audience may not know that we have known each other for 20 years. So we've known each other since Hannah was five weeks old. Right. Can you believe that? So you just, you have five children. I yep. have two, but I have five grandchildren. So that's Which exciting. Amazing. But you, you only had one at the time when we met. It was just Hannah at the time. And she was so precious and so sweet. So we've gotten to meet each other in our 20s. Now we're a few years ahead of that. We've gone through a lot of life together, but here we are. Here we are at this moment in time. And I really feel like it's important to tell these guys, how did we get here? You know, here we are doing a podcast underneath a sign that says, don't mess with our kids. How did we get to this moment? What ha what happened? Yeah. I feel like I even need to back up a little bit based on the fact that you just told everybody our background because yeah. when I met you, I was in my mid twenties mm -hmm. and maybe later twenties, actually 27 or 28 when I met you. And what had happened at that point was I had only been maybe five years into total lordship. You know, I yeah. gave my heart yeah. to Jesus when I was three. I gave my life to Jesus in my early twenties. So when I met you, I was completely dedicated to the Lord. That didn't mean I was perfect. I still have lots of stuff to work out, lots of trauma and wounds, which is normal. That's normal. Absolutely. We go through life when we get, yes. you know, blasted with stuff. Yes. And so, but you and I, when we met, we were building a business together. A yeah. large army of people came together to build a business with us. And what happened was you, as well as me, we were falling in love with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit impacted us so greatly and we're, we were building a sales force and so we had hundreds of people that wanted mentorship. They right. wanted life mentorship, not That's just right. business mentorship. Yes. So we started having worship nights. We would have people over and play YouTube on the TV for the music. And we just started doing even retreats around the country. Yeah. And that's where her voice was birthed, yeah, was through was. these gatherings. That's right. And so one- Not of, on purpose. No. It just organically happened. That's right. Organically. Yeah. Yeah. And so at one point in that journey, there was a woman that is now one of our spiritual mentors, both of us, Pastor Callie Gray. Yeah. And she came along and she said, Jenny, and she prophesied it in front of a church. Um, she heard God say, there is a prayer movement that's going to be born and God's going to be doing something with hundreds of thousands of women praying. Yeah. Now, when she said it, I was thinking, okay, I know a couple of people at church that might want to come over and pray, yeah. right? Like what we were doing. Yeah. I had no idea that she was prophesying. I don't think she even knew mm -hmm. that she was prophesying the very thing that's happening now, yeah. which is a movement to turn America back to God. But it is based on, I want everybody to hear this very clearly. It is based on prayer yeah. because when we go and we stand up for the truth and we do it in love, the only way to do it with love and kindness, but also with godly courage is if we pray because wow. we don't want to go out in our flesh. Yeah, we don't want to go out right. in our personality mm -hmm. um, because our personality can't get much done, mm -hmm. but God can get a lot done through us mm -hmm. when we sink ourselves to his heart. So I, I wanted to share this is that all those years that we were building business together, what I noticed was I really liked seeing transformation happen. Right. And as I got more and more involved in the church, I saw some people really wanted to make a difference in the world. And then some of the church was really wanting to stay out of the world. Yeah. And as a business person, I wasn't raised in church. Okay. I was confused mm -hmm. why people would just 
narrow down their Christian experience to a Sunday service, but not want to take what they were empowered to do and go out and change the school, change their businesses, change their community. And so it was confusing to me when um, it was not taught to leave the church yeah. and go and make a difference in the world. And when well, you read your Bible and you said, okay, wait, we're not taking dominion. Correct. We're not occupying. Like, I don't understand. And so, yeah, I remember us wrestling with that. Mm-hmm. I had the church background. You didn't. I didn't say we weren't wrestling, but we right, were wrestling right. with what was going on because we were both feeling like this isn't right. Right. And can we watch our nation as, as citizens of the United States of America or citizens of the state of Oregon and Washington, yeah. can we really be okay mm-hmm. with darkness destroying mm-hmm. the people around us? Yeah. Like as the church, I thought it was our job yeah. to go in and see change. And so this is what we're talking about right now is something called two, like a, like two things that are one thing, but it's revival which is the waking up of the church. It's the waking up spiritually, right? Like people coming awake. Uh And then reformation is taking that alertness Uh and taking it out and changing society. Exactly. So now we have people who are revived, who are school teachers, and now are on the inside of their schools and can yeah. now create change. Now it won't come without a fight. Yeah. Right. But there's change happening instead of abdicating our role, sitting back and saying, you know what? It's just so bad anyway. I'm just going to love Jesus in my house and in my sphere and in my Bible study. But what use is it? The world is already unraveling. Jesus is going to come back anyway. So I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. Well, they said that during the Jesus movement in the 70s. Yeah. yeah. And Roe v. Wade was one of the worst bills in history, or worst decisions, I should say, that was made right in the middle of revival. Right. And so there was a group of people that had the thought, why would we go into spheres of culture and change it Mm -hmm. if Jesus is just coming back anyway? Right. So there was revival happening, but they weren't thinking to go and reform things. They weren't going to go and try to change culture and change things around because Jesus was coming back any minute. In fact, Lance Wallnow, who we're going to have on our show, but he's, he actually, I heard him say that he quit college. That's right. Because he's like, what's the point? I don't want to have to study. I don't need my degree. Jesus is coming back. And so what we need and what we've learned from that is we need revival and reformation. God decides when he's coming back. That's Jesus right. is going to decide when he comes back. We don't know the time or day, so we are to occupy until he comes. But I remember, okay, so going going kind of to that pivotal moment where yep. this something major happened because something was going on in our city. We're from Portland, okay, so we know what it's like to have occupying from another force that's yep. not a good thing. And we're going, okay, we don't know how to, we don't know what we're supposed to be doing right now. We don't feel like, we're occupying like we're supposed to. And so that moment was really a starting place for this. Big time. In fact, I remember Shauna feeling the absolute most disempowered Yeah, as a Christian. Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking, can I really do anything? Mm-hmm. Because it really was bad. Mm-hmm. So I was overcome, overwhelmed by that. And so when I looked at what the Bible said, see, that's where we can recalibrate when things look too overwhelming, they look like, what's the use? It's just little old me and my five kids. What am I going to do? Go downtown Portland and tell all of Antifa to stop yeah. being so mean. Yeah. Like I was literally this was 2020. 
They were showing up at 5 p.m. every night. Yep. They were terrorizing the city and we were just like, what can we do? Right. What was it? Like 180 days straight. Yep. And they were very organized about it and very, they had a military approach to it, which Uh is supposed to be the church as well. Uh And I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about order and organization and dominion. And so it was Genesis 1, 28 that I read and had a confrontation with. And the the word of God should cause confrontation. Mm -hmm. You know, it should stop you in your tracks Mm -hmm. if the tracks you're on are not totally aligned with heaven, aligned with God's heart. So in Genesis 1.28, you know, it says, um, and God blessed them. I didn't have a problem with that. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> Had five kids. We were multiplying. It was the next part of that verse that I went, uh-oh. And he said, fill the earth and subdue it. Whoa. Another translation is to govern it. Well, I looked up just the other day what subdue means. I went to my Blue Letter Bible app. It's a really fun little app. You can geek out on words. And I went and looked at it and the root meaning of subdue in the Hebrew language means to put into bondage, to take down, to put under, to put in dominion and to basically force it low. And so I was thinking, okay, the Lord's like, listen, the earth is going to act up. And when it does fill it, and force it down under dominion, under authority. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by acting up is evil is always going to take up space Mm -hmm. where there's not light. And we are the light. We, you know, you and I are called the light Mm -hmm. of the world. Now, Mm -hmm. Jesus in us is the light, Mm -hmm. not of ourselves or our own performance or our own deeds, Mm -hmm. right? But Jesus in us, when a person receives Christ, he chooses to live by his Holy spirit in us as his temple. Now we're a flashlight. And he said, don't hide it under a bowl. We tell the kids to sing it in Sunday school, right? Right. Do not hide your light, go out into the world. And so now we are a light in dark places, but the, the, every mother knows that you better take authority because those little amazing people are going to try to, right? Absolutely. At two years old, three years old, they're thinking, wait a minute, what if I'm in control? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So they step in yeah. and they try to dominate until a more authoritative person steps in, which is mom and dad, right? So this is what the Lord was saying in that verse is when the earth acts up, make sure that you're in it and you subdue it. So good. Right? Wow. So we're seeing Portland act up. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, God, I will do that, except for I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I know how to run a Bible study. I know how to run a retreat. I know how to run a church service. I know how to do church. I know how to minister to somebody in my house that was maybe on our sales team. And I'm just one-on-one with them. But I don't know how to look at mayhem on the earth and chaos Mm -hmm. and go, oh, I know what to do. I know what to do. But this is the prayer I prayed, Shauna. This was a dangerous, dangerous prayer. I didn't know it at the time. I just said it out of my spirit. And the prayer was, God put me in the fight put me in the fight. I just decided in that moment, I have two choices. I can sit back and hope that evil gives up, Mm -hmm. which is not what the Bible says. Evil doesn't just give up. It's overcome by light Mm -hmm. and the darkness cannot comprehend it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I can be the light, get in there somehow, some way. So God, what do we do next? Yeah. Or third, third option, you could move. Yeah. (laughs) Which we thought about that. 
and right. there and there were people that did, which some people were called to. So if someone was called to move to a different state, move to wherever, that's great. But but remember how we almost felt like if we can't do something about this, we're out of here. Yep. Not realizing that it would find us anyway. Yeah. There's no way to actually escape what's going on in our country. That's right. Because it's a spirit. It's a spirit. Yep. And it's almost like if we're in a house mm-hmm. and you come running into the bedroom and you say, get out, the kitchen's on fire. And I say, oh, the kitchen's on fire. Okay, well, that's a good thing I'm in the bedroom. I'm in the bedroom. (laughs) Right? So I knew that getting up out of Oregon, for me, God did not call us to do that. Mm -hmm. He just said, if, you know, and this was for our family. Yeah. You know, every family has to hear the word of the Lord on this. Sure. But for our family, it was like, grab your fire hose Mm -hmm. and let's go. Right. Only problem is I didn't know what that was. Exactly. So it brings us here to this movement. Don't mess with our kids. So I pray, get me in the fight. And then I ask this question, hold on a minute. I know that it has to be an army of people. It's not Jenny. It's not Mm. Bob and Jenny. It's not Bob and Jenny and Shauna and JD and your family. It has to be an army. And then I was thinking, okay, it's not just one church. It's not just Her Voice Ministries. It has to be a huge assembly of people that come together in the body of Christ from different churches, different businesses, different ministries. And then my question was this, what in the world will it take? for us to all come together. Yeah. We all have so much responsibility. We all have so many assignments that God's given us. Mm-hmm. What kind of crisis would actually have to happen? And I know that sounds so negative, but I was like, certainly we're going to get a squeeze. Mm-hmm. Something's going to happen and it's going to cause all of us to fight a common enemy. Yeah. So the Lord spoke to me and I do want to say this. The answer he gave me was like a rock that fell into the pit of my spirit I heard him. I will stand on this. And sometimes you're like, I think God spoke this to me. This wasn't one of those moments. This was a for certain God just said this to me. So God, what will it take for the church to stand up and fight? When I say church, I don't mean a building. I don't mean a logo. I don't mean a capital. Yep. I don't mean the building. I mean the capital C, the global church, the believers. You and I are the church. When I leave this building today and you leave, you know, we are the church we left. Right. Right. So this was his answer to me. The church will stand up and fight when they take your kids. I 100,000% was not expecting that answer. Yeah. And it shocked me and it rocked me. And I said, okay, hmm, well, that'll do it. That'll do it. And I saw it. When they, when they go after the kids, whoever they are, I didn't know who they was at the time. Who is they? And when you go after a child, the church is going to stop mm-hmm. anything right. that wasn't urgent in the moment. And they're going to go protect and save their children, whatever this means. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I knew at that moment, that's what's happening. A couple months later, I'm minding my own business and you know how God does. He'll just come in when you're not expecting it. And he told me, um, I was just in my bedroom making my bed or something. I was actually on the phone with somebody and boom, out of left field. He says, you're going to gather a million women and it's going to change the nation. That's part of the solution. Well, I wasn't even excited about that. The first reason I wasn't excited is because I didn't understand how a million women were going to change the nation. Right. I thought it was just make sure you get the right president, make sure that you get, you know, good military. Like I didn't know what a million women could do. Right. So I said, okay, all right. I don't understand that. Then the second thing was that's a lot of people. Like, God, have you seen my Instagram? Have you seen my Facebook? 
Like, yeah. I don't know a million people. Right. And so that is when he shared with me something really simple. And it was, I'm going to share this with a lot of people and they're all going to find each other. Hmm. And I thought, I sure hope so. Because we won't have a million if it's me. We're going to maybe have 500, maybe a thousand with a really yeah. good promotion. Yeah. <laughs> really good marketing plan, right? Right. So I just knew, I, I just knew we're going to converge. We're going to find each other. These ministries are going to find each other. I don't know how. I don't know when. I didn't tell Bob. I didn't tell anybody because it was just so radical, right? Yeah. And then we got in places and spaces. Where people started prophesying it. Hey, Jenny, there's a million. Hey, it's going to be on the mall. Um, and then I was like, okay. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, start prayer hubs. And so we started that. Mm -hmm. Whole bunch of us said, okay, everybody across the U.S., start prayer hubs. This was simply this. He said, I want people to pray for one hour once a month. And I'm going to give 30 prayer points, take communion at the end, have everybody teach their children to pray. So simple. Super simple. And so that's in play right now. And so anybody here can go to, and I urge you to and encourage you, to go to hervoicemovement.com. You see it there on the screen and start a prayer hub, especially yeah. if you're a mother or a father or an aunt or a grandmother, you just do it. Okay. We have coloring sheets for kids. It's just amazing. So he said that. And then the second thing he said was keep decreeing it, keep telling the people who follow this ministry, her voice, tell them we're going to gather a million. We don't know when, but just put it in your, yeah. in your spirit. Mm -hmm. And then here came incredible news. I had a friend come to me and say, Jenny, did you know that Lou Engel is carrying this vision yeah. and he's been prophesying it? That is when I went, thank you, God. Exactly. <laughs> I was so relieved and I had tons of respect for Lou Engel. Didn't know him personally at the time. And so long story, I won't go into it, but we were divinely connected. For sure. He came out to our national Her Voice conference. We had it in a big tent, um, almost 1,500 of us in, out in Portland, Oregon. He came out and he said, let me see what's going on, what you guys are up to. And he saw a fire inside these women that he said was so unique. And he knew that God was, was doing this. He was building this thing up. Yeah. So then fast forward, it's April 13th, 2023, not too long ago. Mm -mm. And Lou Engel's on an airplane. And the Lord basically encounters him on this airplane. And mind you, he's been prophesying a million women on the mall for years. He's had yeah. dreams. He's had dreams where Esther's women, as far as the eye could see, he's probably He's on the other side of this, Jenny, going, I don't know how this is going to happen. Kind of like you were. Right. <laughs> like, who's who's the woman? Who's the women? Where's the women? Like, he's right. thinking the same thing. So right. it's powerful to kind of think about it from his vantage point, too, because all he knows is God showed it to him. And totally, so this convergence totally. happens. Yep. yep. And I find he's on out, the plane. Yep. He's on the plane. And I do find out Shauna after talking to him is that there are women who have had dreams about this wow. women who lots of dreams actually. Wow. And have sent them like, Hey, I had a dream last night. 800,000 women were on the mall. And I'm thinking, yeah, because they all brought their children and put us over a million, you know, who knows, yeah. but it was really cool because it's starting to now come fast and furious from different directions. Yes. So April 13th, he's on the airplane and the Lord tells him, Lou, you don't have a tomorrow. Push go. Well, the women must go to Washington. This is the last stand for America. And he starts bawling. He's encountered on the airplane. He's trying to hide his face because, you know, he's 
trapped in the seat, <laughs> you know? Yeah, wow. And um, the next flight, because he had a leg, a next leg, he was praying and he was just like, okay, God, we'll do this. But this cannot be just like a Caucasian movement. It was really in his heart, which I am so in agreement with that. That just can't be a bunch of women that are, you know, because because this is a real representation of America and the globe. Sure. He said, this needs to be multicultural. This needs to be. And so he's praying about that. And he's like, God, give me a sign that this really is time to go because I need a sign that this is going to be multicultural. He sits next to a black lady on the plane and he says, what book are you reading? And she holds it up and it's the Esther anointing. And she's like, you know, just wondering, yeah, it's Esther anointing. And he just, okay. You know, he's just, you know how <laughs> he is. Sign. Right. And yeah. he, he's just like weeping over this because he knows what God is saying. He's saying, I'm gathering all women, every tribe, every mm-hmm. tongue. It's not just one stream, Shauna. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. multiple streams, multiple ages. Yes. It's Amen. Gen Z all the way to the gray hairs. Yeah, It's all of yeah. us, yeah. every skin color. I'm, yeah. And that excites me very mm-hmm. much. And so anyway, that confirmation, he needed that. And then he got to Pasadena. He's at um, Cheon's church, Harvest International Ministries. And he prophesies um, on 414. He gets up there and he says, it's time to go. God said, push, go. Now, none of us realize I was in the room. It was 414. It was April 14th. And his wife, Therese, is texting me and texting him and like, it's 414. And it's like, what's 414? Oh, it's Esther. 414. If you stay silent at such a time as this, you know, then God will raise up somebody from another place, but you won't escape the destruction. That's right. This was the time where Esther said in chapter 414 that, or Mordecai said it, Esther got to grab it and say, okay, we're doing this. I'm going to go before the king and save this nation. So we'll talk about that on another episode. But all that to say, he pushes go in that room in Pasadena. Wow. And anybody in that room can tell you, heaven opened up. It was like everybody looked down and saw a positive pregnancy stick in their own hand. That meant the Mordecai's uh-huh. too. Yep. The men knew it was explosive. So ever since that point in time, it's been like a freight train. Yeah. And people are hearing about it. People are catching on to it. But it's not an idea that we're presenting to people. Mm-hmm. It's more like it was already inside of them. Like a pregnancy stick. Yeah. 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 They were like, oh my goodness, the very thing that God has put me on the edge of my seat to do has now caught up with me. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a true movement. A true movement is not somebody that starts an idea and then we all adopt a person's idea. It's more like it was already moving in the heart and the spirit of that person. That's right. And now it just has a container. It has words Mm -hmm. in order to hold the movement that's already in the person. Right. Well, as someone who's been sort of on the side, not the sidelines, because I'm in, I'm on the field, yes, yes. but on the field with you watching this whole thing play out this entire time. I remember just recently telling my Bible study that I heard the Lord say, you can't make this up and you can't make this happen. Exactly. And that's exactly how it's been. Like we, you can't just hear this idea from the Lord and then, you know, like right. this is just it's so beyond something that any one person could make happen or make up. And so here we are, here we are. That's exactly right. And it's, it's been really exciting. And it's really exciting that everyone watching this is a part of it. This isn't just about one person, one movement, one ministry, like you said, it's everybody, one race, one gender, one age group. 
That's right. In fact, we have heard this statement over and over again, and that is, this is your movement. Your movement. Your movement. In fact, we have don't mess with our kids.us, and maybe we can put that banner up. In this website, there's a couple different things, but one of them is a press kit. Mm-hmm. And in that press kit, that's simply a Google folder. You open it up, all of our videos are there for you, all of the graphics, the guidelines for the graphics. There is so much inside of there. You have to do some exploring. But the reason we're giving everybody access to the raw videos and the raw graphics is because we want you to post it. Mm -hmm. We want you to get it out because we want it to come from you, right? A true grassroots movement really takes hold in the hearts, the minds, and the mouths of many. And then it shoots out from there. So we're just here doing our part, Shauna. Yeah. But you know what? We want people to run with the ball and run with it as if... They heard about it for the first time without us. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. For sure. So the story goes, what happened, one of the most pivotal things that happened that is so important for everybody to know, we're going to play a video here in just a moment, is a Zoom call that we got invited on. Yeah. It was Lou Engle. It was Lance Walnow Mm -hmm. and myself and a couple other people. Now, mind you, since April 14th, we've had tons of Zooms. Yeah. People are like, you need to meet this person, this person. That's the part you can't make up and you can't make happen, right? Right, right. So we're just zoom, 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 zoom. And people are hearing about it and running with it and asking questions. So this was just one more Zoom for the day, honestly. Yeah. Okay. So we get on this Zoom and a man named Christian Rosas is on this Zoom. And he's from Lima, Peru. He's actually in Peru when he's on this Zoom. And he starts telling us a story. Now, when he tells this story and then invites us to repeat the story on our soil, on U.S. soil, I went. Well, that's it. That's I'll it. never. Re- I'll never forget. I'll always remember. But never forget the feeling I had on that Zoom when I said, "Well, that's it. That that was the missing puzzle piece for me personally." And here's the story. So him and his sister in 2016, pastors' kids. They basically looked around at everything going on, and they said, "We need to fight for our families." Mm-hmm. By the way, that is Nehemiah 4:14. My friend Falake had a dream and God said, we're not going to have an Esther 414 without a Nehemiah 414. Wow. And that scripture is, as I looked over the situation, as m- meaning I looked around to see what was going on in the world yeah. and called the people together and said, don't be afraid, go fight for your families. Amen. That's Nehemiah 414. So that's what they did in 2016. In fact, Shauna, the law at the time, lots of different laws. Just like we're seeing laws come into place that we're like, ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Ooh, wow, that doesn't protect children. Oh my yeah. goodness, that doesn't protect parents' rights mm-hmm. to guard and protect mm-hmm. their children. Mm-hmm. And so we are seeing things happen in this nation that are not good. But one of the laws he shared with us was that if you called somebody the pronoun that was not their biological gender, but they wanted to be called a different one and you didn't comply right. with that, it was against the law. Yeah. So now- That could happen here. Absolutely. And that's what he was saying was these types of things are coming your way. It's like yeah. we're in the we're in the bedroom, the kitchen's in the fire. Or the, I'm sorry, the fire the is in the kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen's yeah. on fire. The fire's in the kitchen. Yeah. Don't think that just because you're not in the kitchen, the fire's not going to reach the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And he was basically saying- If you saying, don't do something. That's correct. That's correct. So what he was saying was, we're going to invite you to do what we did. And they said they started a grassroots movement called Don't Mess With Our Kids. On their calendar, they had a day 
designated for people to come. After praying, they had a prayer and strategy. Then they said, come and stand in the streets on this certain day. Well, we have that too. Yeah. We have our capitals on April 13th. Right. And we have a date that we'll, we'll soon find out here for possibly a year out, right around there. We have a date that we're going to designate for the nation to stand. Right. Right. Pray leading up to it, mm-hmm. fasting leading up to it. So we have our spiritual strength mm-hmm. and we have, you know, we're aligned with heaven and then we're going to stand. That's right. And so they did that. But here's the problem. Things started closing in so fast on the nation that people started standing earlier than that. And they started filling the streets. They had a ground swell of people, millions of people in the streets. And they're about to see that video, millions of people in the streets. And then it overflowed to the surrounding nations. And when you see this video, look at this, look at the nations of this video, because it will excite you and it'll make you realize that these people in this video, I want you to look at every, I want you to look at how many people, there's so many when you see this, but every person probably had the same concern at one point saying, who am I? I'm just one person. What can I actually do? Why would I go to that event? I can't make a difference, but you know what? Somehow, some way those people decided to get out of their home, Mm -hmm. to get out of work that day, whatever. Mm -hmm. They actually had a national deal where it was like everyone this day, it wasn't by loss shut down their, their businesses. They just decided in agreement together. Right. And they decided to show up in the streets and this happened over um, a longer period of time, but they were able to oust the prime minister. Mm -hmm. Look at these results oust the education minister and George Soros pulled out his funding because he's gone. He's gone. Why? Because he's spending money that won't persuade the people who are now sitting at the table of decision. Right. So in that country, what happened was people who had the light of God in them and stood for the truth of the word of God went into office They went into the schools. They went into places where decisions are made. And George Soros's money couldn't change their mind, couldn't buy them out. And so he pulled out his funding. And Christian Rosas, who we're going to have here on this broadcast very soon on this podcast, you're going to love hearing from him. But what he said was that their nation is more Christian now than before George Soros even came in. So they were able to turn their nation back to God. It happened. Exactly. Exactly. So you don't sit on a zoom like this Mm -hmm. and go, well, that's neat for you. We're going to go ahead and just come up with our own idea. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Make our own plan. Right. And I think don't mess with our kids. I knew that that was possibly going to mess with some people in the church because we're more accustomed to, and it's not wrong, but we're more accustomed to words that are a little bit more thematic or gentle or pretty. And there's a place for that, right? There's a place for the women to get, to get together for the tea party, the Bible study. And it's like, yeah. you know, whatever. But right now God is asking women and families to stand in the way of opposition That's right. that is coming to take our children. And we're talking to a spirit, Shauna, because we know that we do not fight flesh and blood. Yeah. We're not against people. But we are absolutely 100% against the spirit 
that wants to unravel the family unit, starting with the children. That's what they do. They go after the most vulnerable. These spirits go after the most vulnerable, pick it from the bottom, right? Because the enemy is a coward. He goes after the ones who don't know any better and are still developing. You know, the human brain is not developed until 25 years old. So he's going after these young ones. He's picking apart the family from the bottom up. And we can't expect our children to defend themselves, protect themselves, or train themselves. Exactly. So it comes down to the mothers, the fathers, the grandmothers, the grandfathers, the aunties, the Gen Z protecting the alpha, Mm -hmm. right? So we're fired up about this and we're doing what they did in Peru in our own way, of course, with our own identity as Americans. But these other nations, they're standing with us. They are going to stand in their U.S. embassies. They're going to come alongside of us and they are cheering America on to come once again into a place of courage and bravery. So let's go ahead and roll this video. I think it's going to be so impactful for you. I love that video. Every time I watch it, I am like, this gets better and better. And it's the same video I keep seeing every time. But what I'm seeing, Shauna, is I'm seeing that become America, mm-hmm. that the people with you know, influence and the people with maybe little influence and everybody in between, we come together. It's not about famous Christianity. It's not about mm-hmm. celebrity. You know, Let's just let a couple people lead us to victory here. It's about the video we just saw. Yeah, the family. The family's coming. Yes. So this is really exciting. Now, one of the things that we know about when they said, when they take your kids, you know, that's super like, whoa, right? Well, now I understand more of what that means. Part of it is the gender ideology to confuse children on whether they're boys or girls. Do I have a girl body, but on the inside, I'm a boy. Right. And so this has climbed through our windows. Like Jeremiah 9 says, death has climbed through our windows. And the solution in Jeremiah 9 is send for the wailing women. And we're going to talk about that in another episode, but we are calling for the women for sure. I want to talk about, and I'm going to give two dreams that our friend Christy Johnston had. And I want to talk about this spirit that I spoke of even before the video, which was there's a spirit, right? Right. And we can say, you know, it's this spirit, that spirit. And that's true. There are different names for different spirits, Sure. but we are going to address the spirit of intimidation. The one that tells families, wait, you can't stand up at school board and say something, you know, that's going to be somebody else. You're not brave enough. You don't know what you're talking about. And that thing that wants to push 
Christians, believers against the wall, zip their voice up and let somebody else, quote unquote, come along and do it for us. Right. When God has actually given everybody a mouth, everybody a spirit, everybody a light. So we are not calling people who are brave to come forward. We're asking people to actually challenge the spirit of intimidation. So I want you to talk about that in just a minute. Let's set it up with these dreams. So Christy's dreams, there's two of them. I'll tell them really fast. The first one was, and this is pretty funny. We can all laugh at this. In the dream, she was a cow. Okay. She said, it's pretty awful to be a cow. She felt it. And she looks ahead and there's about 10 cows in front of her. Behind her, there's about a thousand cows. They're all cattled in and she's going through this line and she's stuck. The butt of another cow is right in front of her. (laughs) But up there in front, she sees it's a slaughter. Wow. And she goes, hold on a minute. We're going to slaughter. Yep. And she yells, help out to God. It comes out moo because she's a cow. (laughs) And so she says, moo. And she's like, oh, no, that's not great. I just mooed. And then she realizes the only way to get out of being killed is I'm going to have to throw a fit. She stomps her hooves in the dirt. All the dirt starts flying. She jumps on the back of the cow in front of her. That cow wakes up. That st- that cow starts stomping their hooves, and it starts a whole stampede yep. of these cows. So she's talking to a cattle rancher after this dream. She tells the dream just like I told it. His jaw opens, and he's like, what? He goes, you know, as a cattle rancher, we always look for that one crazy cow. That one cow somehow knows what's going on. Yeah. All the other cows, she said the other cows in the dream were just chewing the cud, kind of had this like sleepy look in their eyes, like zombie look. And so when she jumped on the back of the other cows, though, it started to stampede. And this cattle rancher said that that's super dangerous if you don't remove the crazy cow because they started to stampede and they will actually trample the ranchers Mm -hmm. and get out of it. Right. They can't get them to slaughter. Yeah. And so I told her, I said, Christy, did you know that the West Coast, we call it the cow, California. Oregon and Washington. Washington. And she was like, whoa. And I said, I believe that we are to start a stampede, a holy stampede. Amen. Not violence, not burning stuff down. We're not Antifa. Okay. We're coming and saying, hey, we're looking up ahead a little bit here and we don't like what we see. We don't like where we're going to end up. We don't like where our children and our schools, our education system, we don't like where the movies are going, we need to start a stampede and we're going to have to be that crazy cow. I think we should have a t-shirt. You know what? Maybe you want one too. Maybe you can For let sure. us know. Crazy cow. Second dream. She had this dream in February of 2022. I'm sorry, February of 2023. She had this dream and in the dream, and and, and this is this is a startling dream. This is one I just want everybody to know right now when you hear it, you do have the choice to be afraid, but keep listening because God actually gives the answer yeah. to turn it around. Yeah. But sometimes we need a snapshot of what can happen if we abdicate our role, if we stay a sleepy cow, sure. if we don't stomp our hooves, right. so to speak. What does it look like? What does the slaughter look like, Shauna? That's what this dream answered. And so in the dream, she sees kids being pulled out of their home by their feet by their arms and parents are screaming, government vehicles have pulled up to the house. And what they're saying is, this is for your safety. We're doing this for you. This is for your safety, trying to reassure the parents. 
And we're talking kids of every age, infants, toddlers, children, teenagers. And this is all happening, right? Which is horrific. She sees in the dream a word come across her mind and it is contagion 2025. She knows it's a man-made virus. And this is the reason they have come, quote unquote, for their safety, to remove children for their safety. Wow. Wow. So in the dream, obviously, this is huge. Scene change. All of a sudden, she sees parents on their knees. They're bowing around the peripheral of their homes and their properties. And there's like a bloodline, right? The bloodline of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. which no evil can ever match the blood of Jesus. And they have, they're crying out from their hearts and they're saying, God, save our children, protect us from this thing. And we plead the blood of Jesus around our homes. All of a sudden, a invisible dome comes up over the home. It's like a Passover. It's a Goshen, meaning no evil touches that family. Prayer. I just want to drive that into our listeners right now. Prayer is so huge. Do, Do not underestimate the power of getting on your knees. So this is the dream. She puts it online in February of 2023. A couple of people kind of freak out. Like, why are you trying to you know, scare us? I think people are just still trying to get over COVID, you know, the trauma of that. Yeah. And so she pulls it offline. And then her and I just spoke not too long ago. And she says, Jenny, I had a dream that God told me to put it because he was going to tell her, Christy, I'll tell you when to launch this dream. Yeah. So we had, she had two dreams in a row that she was putting it back out there. So it's out there. People can go look at it. Look up Christy Johnston and you'll see it. But a woman saw it before she pulled it off the first time. And this woman said, Hey, Christy, did you know that at the world economic forum with the world health organization, Bill and Melinda Gates, they did a simulation and they've done a prediction and they've already played it out what it looks like to have the next virus come Mm -hmm. that will go after children. It's targeted after children. And guess what the name is? Contagion. (laughs) That's the name. Well, when you've had a dream and you've seen the word contagion for the first time in your life and you've yeah. never even heard no of context it, for it. Yeah. right. And anybody here, you can go look this up. Just go ahead and Google contagion or catastrophic contagion. It's all over YouTube. Bill Gates is already on there predicting where it'll come first. And so here we are, you know, we're yeah. in an, in a urgent time where if we don't pray, we're going to pay. But if we pray, we're going to be completely protected. But I want you to talk about now how maybe some people right now are feeling the spirit of intimidation. They're saying, oh, you don't pray well enough and your prayers won't get to heaven. You know, Jenny and Sean as well, but not yours. You, you know, you've done too many bad things. You've whatever. This is all a spirit that comes to basically harass Mm -hmm. and subdue the person, right? right? It's a spirit that says, you need to obey. You need to shut your mouth. Yeah. You need to feel debilitated. In fact, you should feel massive fear that you can't make a difference. So mm-hmm. would you spend some time talking about this spirit of intimidation? Because that's how I want to, I, I want our first episode mm-hmm. to be about that, yeah. that there's not a single person under the sound of our voices that right. should ever put up with a spirit of intimidation because it's a liar. It's not real. Mm-hmm. You and I both had to battle it mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. But can you share what God's been talking to you about this spirit and coach the listeners through how to take authority over this spirit? Yeah, I know we wanted this in our first episode because one of our, I don't know if we'd call it a tagline, Jenny, but it's pray fast and stand. That's right. And it's so important that 
we don't just pray and we don't just fast. I don't know if there's many people who would yeah. just be fasting That's just dying. But, or just standing, you know, and I think that most of the church is more comfortable praying than standing. And why wouldn't we stand? I think that's the question. Why wouldn't we stand? And when you say stand, describe what that might look like. I think it's anything from going to a school board meeting and standing in a place like that, maybe even being willing to sign up and share yep. your, your side for three minutes, which is about what they give you, I believe. Um, it may be going to, we went to downtown Portland for the Jesus March yep. and we just marched through the city. But I can remember even having a spirit of intimidation, not that was in here, but out here sort of like, yep. you know, Antifa is going to be there. There's going to be a lot of crazy stuff happening. You could be in danger and all of that. There's some truth to that. But I believe that God's calling us to stand anyway. But it could be something like that where there's real and present danger, or it could be just standing for truth with a friend in a conversation or with a family member or with your children. And so I think that either way and whatever side of the, the, the extreme that you're on, I think that it's, it's about the spirit of intimidation shutting us down to keep us quiet and to keep us from not standing. So this could even be with somebody maybe listening who has a niece or a nephew or a son, daughter, granddaughter, whatever, that is saying, I am gay, or mm -hmm. I am supposed to be a boy, even though I'm a girl. Mm -hmm. And now you're in that conversation, mm -hmm. right? So a spirit of intimidation could come and say, oh, you can't express any love or truth or kindness right now, you just need to go along with it because you're going to lose that person in right. your life. Right. So that's even, it's like a threat. Mm -hmm. of intimidation feels oftentimes like a threat. So it could be just standing in truth in conversations with yeah. other people. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so. And I, what I know is that the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of timidity or some translations say a spirit of fear. But a lot of translations say a spirit of timidity, which is the spirit of intimidation. But keep, let's pay attention to what it says there. He's not given us a spirit. Come on. Of timidity. So it's a spirit that we're dealing with. And he says, but he gives us power, love, and a sound mind. So anytime when I'm not feeling like power, love, and a sound mind, when I'm feeling something different, and I wrote down some of the symptoms I was, just gonna ask timidity. I was just going to yeah. ask you, I didn't know you did that. So I wrote them down because self-promotion is one of them. When I'm thinking of myself, I'm thinking I don't have what it takes or I need to perform or I need to say, a, talk a certain way, look a certain way. I'm not enough. You know, all that kind of stuff. Self-promotion and performance, self-protection. Okay. I don't want to go to downtown Portland. I could get myself, you know, shot. Okay. Well, am I my own self-protector? Is God my protector? And then another one is isolation and separation. So it's that I've got to isolate. I've got to stay in my prayer closet. You know, sometimes yeah. I think we hide behind uh, that because we actually don't want to get out and stand, but it's the spirit of intimidation that is taunting us. And so I don't believe that the spirit of intimidation ever fully just leaves us alone. You know, we may not right. be dealing with it in here because we can take ourselves through some self-deliverance and say, get out in Jesus name. 
but we're going to deal with it a little bit out here. And we have to know that that's what it is. If I'm, sure. if I'm experiencing self-promotion or I feel like I need to perform, if I'm, if I'm experiencing self-protection or isolation and separation, then I know that there's probably a spirit of intimidation at work. And for me, I don't know what you do, Jenny, and I love to hear what you do, but I simply will just speak to it. I'll just say, I don't agree with you. And mm -hmm. I don't need to perform. And I agree with God and God's got me. God has me. And I might stop and pray right there. And I might just agree with God or I might ask Holy Spirit, you know, what do you have to say about this? And then he's going to tell me, you're going to you're going to go to Portland. You're going to be fine. And if you did lose your life, so be it. I mean, honestly, like I'm willing to lose my life for Christ. I'm willing to lose my life to save um, what God wants to do in this, on this, in not just in America, but for the whole entire world, you know, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to stand, even if it's to give my life. So I've already made some of those decisions, but I think that a lot of times people, maybe they've even made those decisions too, but they don't realize what they're dealing with. And it keeps them because the Holy spirit told me, Jenny, he said that he wants me to train to stand. That's so good. So I'm in a training period. So I, if, if any of us were to sign up for a marathon, most of us would have to train for it. Right. We wouldn't be able to go, okay, well, my marathon is in a couple months and I'm just going to like, you know, show up. Like we would be That's hurting for certain, well. right? So we've got to train. So I believe God's calling us to train to stand. And he, there's going to be opportunities in the future where we're going to have to stand and it's going to be important what we do in that, in that moment. And so we've got to get ready for it by standing now in smaller type of situations. Wow, that is so good. Well, I did yeah. train for a marathon and you have to train far in advance. Okay, probably and more you, than two months. Yes, yes. And you you take little runs that become bigger runs and then you have these times where you do longer runs. And I I'm thinking about how just recently we went to stand at the school board meeting yeah. and they decided to take it online and that night. And the Lord said, go anyway, yeah. go anyway. So we stood on the sidewalk. We led people through prayer and through repentance and grabbed a whole bunch of communion cups mm -hmm. and anybody there. And it wasn't a Christian gathering. A lot of other people showed up. We didn't know they were going to come either because it went online. We figured we'd be the only one standing there, but it was a great opportunity for us to stand in front of 80 people, many of them not believers, but they were there because they had the same fight in them for the yeah. kids and some things that were happening in the school. And so I, I know that people listening are going to have an opportunity almost every day to stand. It might not be a school board every day. Obviously that's not realistic, right. but you will have an opportunity to stand on your social media. Meaning, you know, I remember the first time I posted something that was like, okay, this is me taking a stand and there will be no question about what Jenny believes after this post for anybody that sees it. Now I just post it all the time. I don't care. But the first time it was like, well, right. there we go. You were in training. Sand. Yep. Yeah. And so I would just say everybody listening to this is if you want to be somebody that God can rely on to build his kingdom, to do amazing things. And who wants to end their life saying, wow, I wish I would have done less amazing things. Usually people are ending their life saying, why was I so afraid? That's one of the biggest questions people have. But I want to end my life going into eternity knowing that I did not waste this life. I think I am here because I'm an ambassador sent from heaven, just like you are. You know, Shauna is not from here. She's not a citizen of the U.S. She is a citizen of heaven. She's been an ambassador sent here to bring heaven to earth. 
you, you know, as, as much as God blesses us, he gives us beautiful homes and businesses and friendships and all these things. That's actually not the goal. Those are blessings. Those are the overflow. But the purpose you're here is to build the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Reconcile people back to God. That's what it says in Corinthians that we are here to reconcile hearts back to God. And he might give you a business to do it. He might give you all these different vehicles for which you then can reconcile people back to God. So I know that this podcast, this episode, and probably several others are going to challenge our listeners. I hope it does. Mm -hmm. It challenges me. Um, But I do want to say this. When I decided to stand, Shauna, when I decided to take a stand on my social media with my children, with my children's friends, and I I, I committed to love. I committed to love people in the truth, speak to their hearts as much as I can, not be arrogant ever because I don't know everything, okay? But we need to be humble. But the word of God has to be put into society. The truth has to be placed into the world. That's right. That's not the drag queen's job. I can't look at a drag queen and get mad at them and disgusted. They don't know the truth. That's really frustrating actually to me when people get so... I get frustrated because they get so frustrated (laughs) over what the world's doing as if we would expect them to be any different. I think we should get a little bit frustrated with ourselves. Well, this is the big thing. And I remember when I heard it for the first time, and this is a hard pill to swallow. swallow. (laughs) It's that hard to say. It's that hard to swallow. The church is really highly responsible Mm -hmm. for the gender ideology. Because we huddled up in places to hide away from the world. And darkness will always go where there's no light. Mm -hmm. And so we we can take responsibility for that and say, okay, we told everybody not to get in government. We told Christians don't go into Hollywood. We told Christians, you know, it was so much better if you were a pastor than a teacher. Um, And I just repent for ever displaying that message because go ye into all the world, yep. occupy until he comes. Yes. The word of God is completely in disagreement with the huddle up in the church plan. Yeah. And so we just repent for that. In fact, if there's anybody listening where somebody in ministry really made you feel lesser than because you were in business or lesser than because you were um, wanting to be a school teacher and it was like, why don't you do this instead? Why don't you you know, be something better for God? You know, that is just not true. God sends his light into the world so that we can overtake the darkness. You know, the flashlight on my phone, if I was in a dark room and I turn on the flashlight, it's not going to struggle against the darkness. It's just going to overcome it. Right. Darkness never overcomes the light. So part of this is getting out into the world, occupying, have an occupation. That's what it means. Get an occupation, but know your purpose is to turn the hearts of people who are around you back to God through, through your love and standing in truth. And so there's just so much to talk about. So I'm so glad we're doing this. We're going to be doing tons of episodes. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. You can get the notifications pop up because you're going to hear some incredible people. I mean, people that are blowing our minds. We're going to be taking so many notes. Hopefully, if you're driving, you don't try to take notes, but you can always go back for sure. And we will put things in the show notes that you need to know about. But we want to invite you to hear more about this movement, this vision at don'tmesswithourkids.us backslash live. And every single Monday for one whole year, 
We are coming onto a Zoom. You can meet us there live. Lou Engel is on there. If he's not in the air, he's on this Zoom. And he shares his part of the vision. It's powerful. It will absolutely just electrify you on the inside. It is so exciting. And you can hear other parts of this movement. That is at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every single Monday. You can also catch the replay at that very same link. So we want you to join this movement. We want you to be a part of it. Make sure that you share this podcast, share all the broadcasts that you see. And I believe, Shauna, that we are going to see America turned around. God's looking for some people who are saying enough is enough. I can't stand on the sidelines any longer. And I have to, I must go and be the light of the world. So you're invited. We want to do it with you, not without you. And we'll see you next episode.